Let's spread a song so you can sing along with my special guest star for two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone welcome back to another episode of life's but a song a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals i'm your host john and with me today is my classic hollywood correspondent i think that's the title that i gave her as well as my gene kelly therapist it's sierra ryan everyone hello john we're here and i love my title (laughs) you have so many titles and here today we're to finish off the gene and well judy and gene judy goes first come on let's be really yeah yeah the judy and gene trilogy with yeah. their first movie together let's go back to the beginning yeah exactly we did them in reverse order yeah. and we have said that in every episode if mm-hmm. you've been paying attention yep. um so for this one it's for me and my gal which came out in 1942 uh screenplays by richard sherman fred finkelhoff and sid silvers mm-hmm. directed by the one and only busby berkeley and according to imdb Two vaudeville performers fall in love, but find their relationship tested by the arrival of World War One. Oh, that thing! <laughs> so, okay, um, there. I, you are correct. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Backstory, everyone. Yes. Um, so again, I write. I write these outlines for everyone for all my guests, and it, incorporated in them are the songs. That I normally find on like Wikipedia because like sometimes when you get like the um, the soundtrack they change the order even in a musical and I hate yeah. that it's yeah. like come on I want to know what order the songs like I want to pretend like I'm listening to the movie yeah you know I don't want to I don't want you to move things around on me or omit them yeah. so yeah <laughs> so Wikipedia failed us because they. Know literally do not have a song on it and it's like i know it's not a judy or gene song but like come on yeah i couldn't necessarily find the full like title or or writer do i love you yeah not the cole porter one from dewberry was a lady no but but it was some some and i don't know who who wrote it did you find who wrote it? i didn't okay but but all there's got so many different writers in this because it's this mm-hmm. this movie is basically a jukebox musical once again. This is all era of the teens. Um, you know, of, I couldn't really kind of find like what the through line was for the the non World War One songs because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's that's how the, that's how Wikipedia broke it up. It's like these are the songs and then these are the ones that are like became like famous army songs or you know patriot patriotic songs i I will say when i was in fifth grade in the 80s late 80s we did a uh a american history musical that was like a pastiche of like all these different scenes throughout throughout american history i sang brother can you spare a dime Um, but (laughs) right before or right after that we did a tap dance very very good for fifth and sixth graders tap dance number to all these songs from like the 19 serious yeah from world war one and some from world war two so we had anchors away and we had um you know all all the uh know, like when johnny comes Ferrari, marching home when johnny comes marching home because everyone saying, knows that song everyone because it's because uh it's also like the ants go marching 
Yeah. That's how people know, that's how a lot of people might know it. Yeah, and they've become they've become um staples in even like Warner Brothers cartoons, Bugs Bunny. They've they've been background music, that's you know, and quotable for for into into lots of orchestrations. So this but, was a lot of a lot of stuff. And, and I, go ahead. So so oh sorry, you could yeah, sorry, you could take Well, I'm just saying the songs that are kind of like the more performance uh oriented ones were ones that were performed during the vaudeville era um so these were might have been uh you know the show was this movie was about like what 20 years after the the war had the first war had started so or maybe longer like, 50, like 30 30 okay so it we was, were in world war ii at this point right in 1942 um yeah we'll get to that or um, or at least World War II was happening at this right, point. Right, exactly. We had finally just jumped into the deep end by that mm-hmm. time. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember U.S. history um, through the through the eyes of American yeah. history books, not, <laughs> not where the they where of... they like to gloss over some things or or as they currently are omitting things. Right. Anyway, exactly. <laughs> different conversation for a different podcast. But like World War II ended like what, like 1918. World War One. World War One, yes, nineteen eighteen, and then this something one. like that, and then yeah. this, and then this one. This is like fifteen years after the it's, World War One. This ended. movie is so wild because yeah. it starts off. Let's start. Let's just let's just start at yeah. the beginning. Okay. Uh, okay. It starts off with like a title card being like, "This is for vaudeville performers." Yes, this because is dedicated this is, to you. Apparently, allegedly, this is like the first time. It feels like this is like the first movie about vaudeville. Yeah. Take maybe. it as you will. I don't think that's true, but it it's might may- be. Maybe the first retrospective kind of you know, or, going back. Or like talking about the hardships of right. vaudeville. Because, right. I mean, I feel like we've seen vaudeville routines and things. Oh, yeah. But never time, like yeah. the lifestyle. Right. Right. You know, of bouncing from town to town. Um, I'm also confused... So Judy is part of an act, mm-hmm. um, but Gene playing Jimmy Palmer, like, is he, they, they, it feels like he's also an unknown, Oh but yeah, he's like I mean, number everyone, one, he's top billed. Uh, that, I mean, he's, he might be hot dog in the, in the vaudeville circuit, but it's not, once again, it's not the palace, which is all, it's the, 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 the goal pal- of everyone's goal is to to play the palace in new york in new york so, yes the, um, the, the palace the, the palace. palace not to be confused with any other palace as we will see they later. don't exist <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah and this is 1916 that they're starting in and i didn't know until i looked at the wikipedia that this was actually based on a a real live couple um so this is also yes sort of historical biography sort of i i can't tell how accurate it is who knows oh they they glamorized it a little bit but then but then also to totally jump ahead in a jump to like the end of the movie or like the third act all of a Mm -hmm. sudden it's a war movie well let me let me (laughs) tell you about you know that that was when because i i had seen this movie when i was like 13 or 14 maybe when i was doing Uh my let me eat all of gene kelly's movies in one you know oh and there's judy okay great um kind of fail swoop um i had forgotten how much of a propaganda movie this was for world war ii but really only in the third act like yeah yeah it it 
you get the newspapers yeah reminding you about history because there's like um lusitania lusitania and france gets invaded and something else there's another newspaper article Mm -hmm. um like big headline right and then all of a sudden he get her brother gets drafted or he signs up he goes off to war yeah and then gene gets drafted Mm -hmm. and tries to uh tries to dodge it Right, and we'll everyone talk about judge- that too, yeah. <laughs> and everyone judges him, and you're just like, okay, well, whatever. But that's, but that, well, no, not whatever, because this is 1942. This is the, this is the when there's a the classic line where it's like, buy bonds where you where you work or bank. It is Uncle Sam needs you. It is we don't care if you're uh, if you're flat footed if you're um, strong, if you're weak, you can give to your country, you can save on, you know, you uh, cut down on your sugar. Women don't wear panty pantyhose uh, because we need the silk for, for parachutes. Everyone Women has, go to work. Women we, go to work. America Everyone, first, yeah. No matter what your ability or not, you have to put in. And so this movie was basically saying, even if you're a flat-footed performer, you know, you can go and 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 raise money for the troops, or you can entertain the troops, or whatever it is that your skill is. This is the time to do it. And so they're using World War One as a way to promote and propaganda in a, in, well, in a I great mean, sense for 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 World War Two. Even the movie ends with a st- a still shot of them being like, "Buy bonds, mm-hmm. buy war bonds." Yep. Yep. It, it's they they're like this is dedicated this is movie is dedicated to the vaudevillians no it's not it's no it's, it's not it's, it's a not. war propaganda movie. How, i mean because like when was the uso created was that world war ii i don't know but this was ymca if you if you remember it was yes yeah. but like i was just wondering because watching it i was just like why doesn't he go to the uso <laughs> i think that must have been after world war one maybe they or like, hey, hey, listeners, please look it up and and you know, <laughs> text I can, it to us. <laughs> I can, I can, you Googleize it. Okay, yeah. So there's, you know, there's there's a sense of, um, you know, of of making sure that people who are, you know, are 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 made made understand made to understand that this is important to them. So USO started a year before this movie came out. There so you go. not, yeah. So, so it's not. it's world war ii yeah Mm -hmm. so okay that makes sense but i was probably i was like there has to be some they do bring up some sort of uso format in it when he's like go sing for the troops why would i do that yeah exactly exactly but i was just like start i I was just like you should create it just invent it just say he invented it that's it that's all you need (laughs) well then you get a double meaning for the title song for me and my gal because it's, you know, it's the bells are ringing for me and my gal, the choir is singing for me and my gal. So it's this, this you know, kind of flouncy wedding bells are going to ring for me and my uh-huh. gal. But then, but then it has the double meaning of what am I going to sacrifice for myself and my gal back home? You know, what am I going to do oh, for my you country? Know, I didn't, get, I that didn't catch that, but I was very emotional at the, at the finale when they <laughs> reprise it. Because, yeah. oh, 
and they played uh, a little bit of dramatic minor key version of it in in during the battle sequence at the at the end. Oh, I didn't notice this, that. Like, instead of for for me and my gal, it's like for me and my gal or something like that. Well, okay, because this movie, while watching the first two thirds of it, mm-hmm. basically, I was like, this is clearly escapist. This yeah. is like escapist with like ooh history thrown at you just to yeah. be like landmark moments. Yeah. Um. And then all of a sudden, her brother dies. Yeah. Yeah. Dean gets drafted in the br- same scene, practically. Gets drafted and then breaks his hand, but like permanently breaks his hand on accident. Yeah. That was the scene that that I went, okay, I'm never watching this movie again. <laughs> like I permanently went, oh, I don't want to watch this scene. And when it came up, my husband and I were watching it together. And you see him basically putting his hand in the door jam first mm-hmm. and my husband like literally like like squelched like oh no no, no. He squelched back against against the couch i'm like and, and then he stopped and i was like okay good and then when he started lowering the 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 trunk on his own hand my husband was like oh my god i'm like yeah that's so, so here's here's okay yes okay Yes. I'm going to get super personal for a hot second. Okay. Remember back after 9-11 when people were rumbling about there might be a draft? Mm-hmm. I was of, or almost of the age. Yeah, where you could have. I could have been drafted. Yeah. I wasn't 18, but like I was, I, w- I was like 13 at the time. And mm-hmm. then obviously the war started and everything. And so... You had five years, basically. To have. Yeah, but also my I just remember like my mom being like, you're not going. I don't care. You're not yeah. going. We'll yeah. move you to Canada or something. Mm-hmm. So with that mindset and also like I love like I've done so much personal research on 1969 and Vietnam and everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so all the draft dodgers there like. I I've looked it up. So I'm not like what the people thought at the time, which is looking down on him for wanting to not go to war or yeah. die for his country. Yeah. And so like as 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 great as those individuals who want to do that are and have, as brave as the men, women, non-binary people who are in our armed forces are um that's not my want right exactly and not only dying for your country but killing for your country yes sometimes looking another human being in the in the eye and killing them um you know for an idea or or a you know or land or whatever whatever it is that we're that we're fighting for or survival obviously um but the but my there's there's a certain sense of um this movie kind of also telling the people who want to draft the do- uh, dodge the draft or hurt themselves that they are redemptive that they have redemption if they just come yes. back and and really fight for themselves uh, and fight for for um for their country in any way um you know i think i think I, I think i read that they had to change the ending because originally he just dodged the draft and that was it Oh, okay. And just disappeared. And then just disappeared. I think okay. that's what I read. But, like, they wanted to, you know, have people root for him, even though I know. Okay. We're on Gene Kelly. We're on, we're Gene, on, Kelly. We're on Gene Kelly. Here we go. 
I hate his character. I like I Gene Carey. I Carey. yeah, yeah. Well, Once I again, mean, but like this character, mm-hmm. because of what you just what we were just talked about with how people go to war and like not only do you potentially die, but you potentially kill. Like his character starts off as like what we will event in history, what we will know as like the Gene Kelly type character. Yep. The wolf whistler, the the hound yes, dog, the the the, 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 the one that, collar, the one that doesn't know what no means exactly, and then all of a sudden, there, it's, it's slight. It is very slight, or not. I don't, I don't know. I I read it as a slight shift, like when he's over in France, question mm-hmm. mark, mm-hmm. and he shoots and blows up those people and you see it Mm -hmm. it like i mean you don't see them literally blow up it's like there's like a flash there's a flash of light and all the guys are like oh yeah no he kills he kills like three guys in a trench yeah right but i'm I'm saying like as opposed to like today's standards where you would see body parts flying No, it's not graphic no no um there is he does change in a way because yeah. like at the ending when he when he meets up again with judy it's like oh you're and a different got, person now and he's got a medal on his on his does he have mouth. a scar on his cheek it looked like that's there was a gene scar. kelly's star scar that is okay that i think i think i heard he got it while like either biking or something like that where because where he's if, got a scar it felt like it was more pronounced at the end because I didn't notice it at the beginning. Maybe they highlighted and did some. Maybe they did a little makeuping around it. Because, because yeah. like, because like I hated his character mm-hmm. in the beginning, mm-hmm. and I was just like, Judy said no. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, and that's you know that once again that's the that's the hero's journey of 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 Jean's character a lot of the time is to start out completely ass as an asshole and then take a little bit of the edge off the more he you know talks to judy garland or any one of his uh you know uh, scene partners that eventually he's like oh that's not the way to go about i will actually i i wrote down i think i hate these gaslighting movies and they're still making them (sighs) Yeah, the scoundrel. It's the scoundrel. It's the sexy scoundrel. But then he smiles. It's like him and and Christopher Reeve. Either of them smile at the camera, and I'm just I'm I'm goo, you know. But but I feel like he's an unreliable character because we know he's lying. He admits that he lies. Mm-hmm. He even lies when he's about to save the ambulances at the end yes and says so like oh yeah everything's fine and then he's like oh god i have to take responsibility and that's when his when his character changes he's like i have to take responsibility for the things right I... but he stupidly lies in that yeah. moment well, he wants, like he wants like everything every... to be okay he's always saying oh never mind it'll be okay no don't 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 worry it'll be okay like almost throughout the entire movie he's like we're we're gonna do this we're gonna just blah blah and it's not until reality kind of slaps him in the face with the war that he like really has to kind of come to terms with the fact that his dreams aren't going to come to pass, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, that's what I kind of, I think also a part of this movie is they both have this dream of go of, of working the palace in, in New York city. And like many people in both world world wars, Everyone has dreams. Everyone has goals. Everyone has a lifestyle that they either like or want to improve upon. And these wars 
basically tell them you, if your your dreams are demolished, you are supposed to get together, kill Hitler or kill the Kaiser or whatever it is. Everyone has to pull together and then you can go back to your dreams. Sierra, and that's kind of the message of this movie. I can do you one better. What's that? And make it a little more modern or present day mm -hmm. where it's like everyone has dreams and then the world goes, nope, hold my drink. I'm going to take a dump over everything right now. Yeah. And so, I don't know, like a global pandemic. Maybe like one of those things. Yeah. Or, yeah. or like global, um, like uh, 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 internet terrorism happened. Yeah, maybe like that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's you know. It's unrelatable nowadays, you know. It's so, so unrelatable because there, yeah. there is no world war happening. No, of course uh, not. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, there's some layers in this that are just like only in retrospective, but I know I didn't get any of that when I was watching at age 13. I just thought, oh, Judy Garland, Gene Kelly singing and blah, blah, blah. Um, Which I, I believe what audiences were thinking until the shift happens and, then, and you're, and you're like, and I, like, I haven't really, okay. So you, I know you've watched probably more cl classic Hollywood movies than I have. Both musical and non-musical ones. But I feel like the tonal shift that this movie does isn't wasn't really a thing. It was either one or the other. Or the it other. wasn't smashed together. Smacked together. Yeah, there's I mean, there's always like a serious moment in movie musicals, but that's like the dramatic point of it, you know, where where, oh, are the romantic leads gonna get together after all or not? Or oh, they were stuck together for so long and now they have the choice of departing and now is this it is they never going to get back together again it's that kind of dramatic seriousness but not in terms of tone well because like even when he admits that he was lying to her yeah. usually that's what's happening at like the hour 20 mark right we have a lot more movies you're like here. wait a second this is the first <laughs> this is the first act what are we doing yeah exactly exactly but i i appreciated uh some of the some of the songs that they did some of the work um we can talk about some of their co-stars as well um i don't really know a lot of them so uh and uh, george murphy who plays kind of the other guy who would have been such a nice safe choice for judy to stay along with and he's the unrequited he's always had a crush on judy garland he's he plays uh what's his name jimmy um, metcalf jimmy metcalf um so uh i don't not quite sure where he landed in i think he was high was uh elected as a republican senator the actor george murphy um <laughs> later on um and he but he was he had he had a nice you know mini career in the in the 40s uh as a sort of song and dance man every once in a while and upon watching it uh you know as adult i was like oh he's a really decent actor he's like he's listening he's got some behavior he 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 was really kind of reacting to what was going on and he's also giving a nuanced performance where it's like he yeah. has unrequited love for joe because even in yeah. the in the beginning when um what's her brother's name danny or something like that uh yeah danny yes yeah so when danny shows up uh jimmy george mm -hmm. murphy's character mm -hmm. uh he's looking very jealous and like oh shit do i not have a chance with joe anymore yeah like, and then oh, he's his brother okay. he's a brother yeah. and he's, he's like sigh of relief okay you have fun with your brother bye bye yeah yeah but like yeah yeah i like and, i like george 
Murphy as a, as a very subtle actor. And then there's Martha Egreth. Um, I'm yes, fucking up one... her name. No, it's okay. It's um uh Martha Egreth, I think. Egreth. Okay. She um, played um Eve. Eve. Yes. The the person whose song is omitted from yep. the, the Wikipedia Which she page. She sings in the train, you know, like you have a piano in your train because that's that's the train car. We'll she's Hungarian. Song. I didn't yeah, or Austro-Hungarian. Yeah. Yeah. And that was I was trying to I was like, does she have a French accent? And then oh yeah, no, Hungarian. Okay. Um, what's really cool is that she died at age 101 in what? 2000, in 2013. Wow. So wow. She kept going. Now I don't know. I hope that's her voice. Yes, it is. That it she is? was okay, she, good. and she sang later on in the movie for uh Till We Meet Again at in the in the um ballroom, I think, when Danny went off to war and and you know, that was Oh her my too. god, that was yeah. so that was so sad. Yeah. That was like like this movie was oddly emotional cuz mm-hmm. and again, I think this is probably like one of the first if not the first movies to do this where it's like oh we're we're a comedy no now we're serious no we're serious now we're serious yeah your brother died (laughs) yeah your brother died your boyfriend maimed himself you're gonna kick him out and now we have to kill But everyone should buy war bonds (laughs) but everyone buy war bonds yep will you work or play um and then there's ben blue who played sid sid which one was sid was it so, the guy who played the doughboy so, singer? So, 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 so. Uh, so. In, in the song By the Beautiful Sea. Yes. In the very beginning. Mm-hmm. He's the little sailor one. He's okay. the one. He's the one where the curtain falls on his head and he magically oh. doesn't die. Yes. <laughs> yes, I understand that. And I was just like, you'd be, you, you'd be you concussed, be. sir. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and who was he played? Who the character was named Sid? The character's named Sid Sims. Okay, played by Ben Blue. Ben Blue. Okay. Yeah, because it, so it was like uh, Judy Garland, Joe Hayden. That's her yeah. character. Yeah. And so it was Joe, Jimmy, and Sid were like kind of an act together. Yeah. Um, because they they were put, the three of them did that magical lift mm-hmm. at the end of um by the beautiful sea and i was just like that's that's, that's perfection now i looked up that character and i i think on imdb i think the character the actor's name is ben lassie is that right maybe he went by lassie um uh, no no it's a different his name different is actor. ben blue yeah. and that is and like clearly at the beginning ben lassie was a different person okay Right. Lessie. Lessie. Ben Lessie was a different person. Gotcha. He played Joe Boy Dan. Don't know who that is. Lessie was um Mr. Goldstone in Gypsy as well as um as well as someone else. But I he does Lessie has a has a role in here. I think he like sings some sort of song at the very end or something. He he is. There's this like a lot of these movies, there's a shit ton of uncredited Oh wait, yeah. is is my favorite person in this? Hold on. Hold on. We have to see if she is um Best Flowers. Is she in it? Bess oh, Bessie, are you in it? Bessie. Bessie! Bessie! I don't here. see I don't see her name. Bessie. I don't 
Best Flowers right. is not in this one. Okay. Uh, sorry. Unfortunate, Bessie. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a lot of uncredited people because there's. I think they're still figuring out how to. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like unions and stuff. Right. <laughs> Well, I think like there's a there's a character towards the end called uh, Doughboy Dan in For Me and My Gal. I think that was Ben Lessie. That is Ben Lessie. Okay, yes. so he played Mr. Goldstone in the movie Gypsy. Have an egg roll, Mr. Goldstone. The 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 um oh fuck, what's her name? Well, um, Mama Rose's Mama Rose. Which Mama Rosalind Russell? Thank you. Rosalind yes. Russell, yeah, and he also played Gumbo one of the circus people in The Pirate with Gene Kelly. Oh! So there's like a and little Judy com- Garland! And Judy Garland. So the, the three of them uh, traveled together a little bit. Speak, speaking of Miss Judy, um, yes. this was, she was 19 while filming this, and this is her first adult role. Yeah. Now, while watching this movie, I got a little, I, I, again, I was a little mad at Gene's character. Because I was just like, has Judy Garland as an adult been in a movie where she wasn't like being harassed harassed <laughs> and catcalled into a relationship like i get it the wizard of oz she's a child she's playing a child she is a child while filming it right or like you know she was maybe 17 or 16 like an older child but like right. her character was just being well there's like in summer stock with gene kelly kind of no she no. fell in love with him slowly she didn't know i don't harassed I, to love him but like this i want i wish or if there is one you mm. will know that you know you'll know the socials is there a movie where judy garland didn't fall in love with somebody or wasn't forced to fall in love, love with somebody where her character was just being was just didn't didn't connect None, none of her character was connected to another romantic. Mm-hmm. <sighs> if you don't know right now, it's fine. But it's a, it, this is a call to action. Well, I, a I question mean, there's, that there's I, dramatic, I'm leaving unanswered. <laughs> yeah, there's dramatic uh, movies that she made called uh, A Child is Waiting, I think. Uh, there's also there's also the movie I Could Go On Singing, which is in one of her older ones. I don't know. the I can't remember the romantic attachments that she might have mm. had in that one. But um, I was just like, I mean, yeah. I get it. This is musical comedy, musical. That, that's what happens a lot. Yeah. There's always a relationship. But like, yeah. I just want her. I, I wish there's a musical that she was in. <laughs> if there is one, please let me know. Yeah. Where she doesn't fall in love with somebody. Right. Right. Or exactly. or that's like the whole point of the movie is her falling in love with somebody. Like, I just want her to. I just I, want her to be. Well, what I love in this is that she is able to sing anything. She's once again is able to sing something called Ball in the Jack, which is which is probably one of my favorite songs just to bounce around to. I love her voice in for me and my gal. Um, I, was, yeah, I was about to say, don't get me wrong. Her and Jean in for this, yeah. the titular song. That 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 coffee scene, a coffee place scene where, where it's like where there's music, there's love is written above the piano. <laughs> um, but yeah, like this beautiful one, almost I think a one shot dance number between the two of them was just so nice um and then she sings the um the ballad after you've gone where it's just the camera zooms in on her face leaning against the side of the of the vaudeville stage and you can see her inner monologue and you can see her thought patterns about losing you know gene 
uh, you know, and and just her voice is so beautiful. And this is this is she's young, so she's been singing practically all her life. But then she's getting to be an adult, so her voice is maturing into what we are. Oh, what was that now song? going to love it? Yeah, what was that song that she sang? Where, um, oh, after you're after, after you've, you've gone. gone, yeah, that's that's the one I was talking about. Like where that. she where she's like, I'm happy go lucky. Oh, I'm broken um, and I'm having an emotional moment. And then it's like, nope, I must continue with a smile. And it, like, yeah. Oh my so God. Good. I so always, good. I always love it when that happens in movies when it's like the, they're performing, but then reality seeps into their yeah. performance. So it's, yeah. it's like, Ooh, that's, yeah. I feel like that's hard as a performer. Is that hard? It is. Sometimes you have to like meld it into whatever you're performing and, you know, Face, I, face upstage and then face downstage. But I, I mean, like, even if you, if that is what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. like, 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 uh, let's say you were playing this part, mm-hmm. right? Right. And you were told, okay, you're happy-go-lucky until this moment where you have to, like, almost cry mm-hmm. or, like, escape a teardrop. Right. Do you think that's, for you, is that difficult? Um. You have to start the song at unless something interrupts you and you have to suddenly emotionally uh, react to it. You have to start the song with the emotion of the later, later in the song, because you are trying not to cry at the beginning. You are trying not to cry, and then you have to let it affect you, and then you pick it back up again. If that makes any sense, right? But let's, but like, let's say that you're in a. I'm, more so, what I'm saying is like, if you're in a a play or a musical yeah. of, and this is a, of, of for me and my gal. Mm-hmm. And you're, you get to this, you get to this song after you've gone and you mm-hmm. know, as Sierra, mm-hmm. her, the actor, the performer, I have to eventually cry during this like bluesy, somewhat upbeat song that yeah. I'm, and I'm performing at the same time. Yeah. As you, the, you Sierra, the person who's playing this character do you feel like that would that is difficult to do like eight times a week? Oh, like an eight times a week thing. Yeah. Um, I think it it would vary, obviously, performance to performance. Um, no one performance is the same. But the ultimate Correct. goal yes. in terms of storytelling, you have to, my acting coach said, assume the position. So even if you don't feel it, you have to act it. You have to make it understandable to the audience what your character is going through. Um, I'm not the type of performer like like Bernadette Peters where you can just she can cry and tears will be streaming down her face and it, you can't hear it in her voice unless she unless she lets it happen. That's a, that's a skill that I've yet to yet to do. But Judy had that cry in her voice naturally. Mm-hmm. She had both both the, the this trumpet of a of a instrument but also was able to, you could hear catches in her voice emotionally. And then she was able to lip sync to herself brilliantly. So, so you, you followed the story all the way through. And you have to remember, she's 19. 19. And as, yeah. and Sierra, as you can see, I'm holding my soapbox. <laughs> I, 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 I do not want to put it down about how Hollywood treated Judy Garland. But that's all I'm going to say. So I'm going to move yeah. it out of frame. Yeah, there we go. All right. Put that, put that aside. I'm going to put it aside. You know, it, it's there. It's always there. Yep. I'm yep. ready to like whip it out. Yep. At the next Judy Garland movie. But 
just there just yep. putting it out there everyone and she was she was dancing with gene kelly ball and jack is a big keeping dance number. up with him keeping up with him there's like one moment where they're doing some some windmill kind of acts and she has a little bit of a a deer in headlights look and but gene is just like this is the easiest right thing but like <laughs> but like she's not she's more of a singer right first. But she was yeah but she was but she can dance yeah she did it in summer stock with him she did it in this with him yeah it was it was great it's it's like the reverse of sid charise yeah exactly. sid charise is a dancer first and then a singer she was always almost always dubbed <laughs> that's right that's yeah yeah so yeah. so like but like but for somebody of judy garland mm -hmm. or like uh, as like a scene partner right like she can keep up she, with yep. him definitely i mean obviously she can sing and act circles around him there's right. i'm yeah. give me that one yeah, you have to exactly. give me that yeah 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 oh yeah yeah as much as as much as you love gene uh, kelly yeah well i was interesting to watch his his acting choices even when his character was acting he comes off really strong he's like a hey guys blah, blah, blah. like he has a, this kind of overacting vaudeville thing and then but judy standing next to him while they're walking down the street does not fall into his you know acting style and he slowly starts peeling away that facade because she doesn't let him get away with it and by the end he's this you know kind of serious act you know serious character i'm so, sorry i'm yeah. sorry to also interrupt you yes uh he is 10 years older than her in this movie yeah 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 yeah, yeah. which you know isn't okay. the worst it's the no. it's not bad you know, lest we revisit White Christmas. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Where there's like a 30-year difference. Um, this is not that bad, but I think this is also his first movie? Uh, or like his first leading role? Is this is it? Are we looking I, at are we looking at the I'm trying to see because it was like he was on Broadway, he already starred in Pal Joey. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he moved to California. Um in Arthur Freed got a hold of him. Right. Unless was Dewberry first? Maybe Dewberry was first. Was, but this was like his first above the really, you know, starring role. Yeah, well, I mean, so Judy is ab above the above the title. Right. And then it's George Murphy and Gene Kelly. So right. he's like third build. Yeah. So yeah. I would say that maybe this is like his first semi-leading role. Because even yeah. if we're me. For in Dewberry, he wasn't. No, he was the most talented one, but he wasn't. Was the, one. He was like the fifth build or no, something. No, but Red like Skelton that. was the was the you know. It was a red. Name. Yeah, but the, it, it's weird with this move with for me and my gal. I don't really know who the main person is because I thought it was Judy. Yeah, but I think it's Gene. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's supposed more to be his a, story. It's more his story, his his arc, as it were. Um, yeah, and. And I think I think they were the, the idea of that that it was originally uh, two actual uh, historic characters or people was was fascinating to me to be like oh okay this is this is once again a biography. Of yeah, some sort. let me see. Do do they have it here? Based on the story of Howard Emmett Rogers, inspired by the true story of vaudeville actors Harry Palmer and Joe Hayden. Yeah. So it's. They didn't even change their names. No, nope. <laughs> nope. this is like the the Vernon and Irene Castle, uh, you know, sh uh, movie that uh, that Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers did. It was like that. Let's let's look at these two performers and you know 
and tell their story. Uh, we have but, to. You have to do a Fred and Ginger movie at some oh, point. I've seen them all. But we got all. we got to get you on to do a Fred and Ginger because like as much <laughs> as much him. fun as we have talking about Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire. <laughs> Fred Astaire is such, such little, class. Oh, he's oh he's a little less hound dog than Gene Kelly, but he's he's kind of a relentless asshole too, and that's the that's the wearing down of Ginger Rogers once again. Who, okay, in your opinion, who has what? the who has the million dollar smile, Gene Kelly or Fred Astaire? Gene, oh my God! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I forgot. <sighs> Jeez. But you have to give it to me though. Fred smile. Oh, so sweet. So, so sweet. So very much like oh. oh. <laughs> oh. He, gen- he's all he's always genuine, that's for sure. But- <laughs> Why am I bringing him up again? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to him. We've almost run out of Gene Kelly mo- movies, but not quite. <laughs> um uh also I want to say that Keenan Wynn is in this as as uh the agent and Keenan Wynn is a um he's oh that guy kind of kind of act character actor uh up until i think the 70s um definitely in the 60s and 70s yeah he was uh he's he's kind of he was basically always kind of playing the the um the best friend or the kind of the lump or the the workman that kind of that kind of um wait who was cool what was his name again keenan win w-y-n-n um yeah, it was. He is uncredited. Yeah, he is uncredited. That is wild. Yeah, because I was like, "Oh, Eddie," and then you you look on IMDb, and, you're like, and where is he? No, yeah. There's only six names that are credited, and everyone else is uncredited. And you're yeah. like, "What's that, going on?" Those here? are the working actors who just filled in the roles and went about their business. Oh shit! He has 282 credits to his name, yeah. and the last thing he was in was hyper sapien people from another star a 1986 movie where he played grandpa yeah there he is <laughs> that is the most recent thing that he's been in yeah oh he's one of those working working actors yeah yep. good for him yeah uh sierra is it real uh, did we really talk about this movie we talked about this movie a little bit yeah, yeah. we did we did um is there anything you want to get you want to mention before we get to sharp and flat um no vaudeville vaudeville's great everyone vaudeville is great let's let's keep doing vaudeville you okay do you think that this is like a semi-honest representation of vaudeville oh i it's probably a little bit uh, glamorized because vaudeville had sketches it had uh burlesque it had you know strippers you know it, it depended on what blackface what level it had blackface thank goodness we didn't see that in there oh my god i'm not gonna uh, lie i was just like you're bracing when, yourself so <laughs> i've never seen this movie yes. and i and when you picked this i confused the title of it because there is a show called me and my gal oh yes Different. right uh, the stage musical the stage musical me there and is, my girl and for or me and my other, girl something like da, 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 me and my yeah. girl something like that where yeah. but this is for me and my gal yes there is no stage version to my knowledge no but i feel like i while i was watching this and they do the whole vaudeville you know thank you vaudeville for existing i was just like are we gonna see some park first because <laughs> no, there is a, i know yeah. there's a movie where Judy's in blackface, and I thought it was this one for a hot second. No, but what it's is it? not this no, one. No, it's not this one. Um, 
happy it wasn't because no, then I not, then yeah. we would have a very different very different conversation. No, this was this was some cl- I mean, oh, oh, you beautiful doll of the very which was the, the introduction which was slightly creepy. Slightly creepy, but was even Oh, creepier. I did make a note. What? I made a note. Uh talk about American Horror Stories season 2 episode 1. So, I don't know if anyone's watching American Horror Stories, yes. the anthology show. Yeah. Um the first episode is about a man trying to get a new mother slash wife by making women dress up as dolls and then murdering them. Anyway, yeah. the song felt like that. <laughs> I was just like, gross, 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 gross. Oh. Because, because this man goes into a doll a shop? store. Doll shop. Yeah, and exactly. The the shop owner tries to sell him life-size dolls and... Ju- Judy's the second one, isn't it? Or third? One of those. Judy's one the second three. one. And when she starts saying daddy, I was like, no, oh. no, <laughs> no, triggered, no. Uh, but that's one of those, one of those, oh, you beautiful doll, you great big beautiful yeah. doll. And it's, then it's I, so classic. You've heard that song how before. Have I, okay. Cause I was just like, this song sounds familiar. Yeah. Also, there's some songs that sound like from fo- that, that uh, Sondheim stole some melodies <laughs> for Follies. Maybe well the it, it feels like the follies. It feels like that era mm-hmm. of you know singing about beautiful girls and and that's about that's about it. Because one of them um, I think sounded like waiting for the girls downstairs from that. Oh, yeah. Was it the when you wore a tulip and I wore a big red rose? Probably. Yeah. Um. On. There was another one. There there were just like maybe like lines here and there that I was yeah. like he probably stole that or was inspired by that. Yeah. There yeah. was there's um oh 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 in follies when they go to the little fantastical moment. Oh, um Loveland. Loveland. They yeah. mention Loveland in this Love movie. Loveland for me and my girl. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like did he steal that? Anyway. He might have <laughs> stolen the idea of it, but yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he he homaged it, and if he homaged, it. I don't think I ever connected the two until until you just said that. But yeah, You're welcome. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> when when are we getting the Follies movie? Oh, I would love a Follies movie. Yes, yeah, one day. I think it might be in the works. But I digress. Is there yes. was there anything else you want to talk to, you or are we ready for Sharp and Rod? <sighs> you know, I was um I was impressed by some of the the um some of the lines in this were really funny. Um, you know, who's like some of the, some of the, the, the quips that were thrown out, uh, like I sharped one of them cause we need to bring it back. I wrote down who's the wanted with a squirrel around his neck. Um, and then, <laughs> and then when, when he's like in, in, uh, when Gene said to, to Judy, he's like, uh, in your book, I should be number one. And she's, she combats with, there's nothing lower than number one. <laughs> Yes, um, I love. Yeah, and then and then when they're talking to um, uh, they're when they actually kiss together at the end, and it's like, and and he's like, "Say what hit us? Why didn't you tell me I was in love with you?" Apparently, that's in another movie. Is it? Yeah, okay. I read that on I think the Someone IMDb trivia. Line. All right. This is the first of two movies in which a character, Gene Kelly, in this case, says to Judy Garland. Why didn't you tell me I was in love with you? The mm-hmm. second is Easter Parade, starring Fred Astaire. Ah, which was supposed to start Gene, Gene Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, it says it go. here too. I, I stopped off at that moment. Yep. But 
Yes, that is. So Easter Parade, I guess, pays homage to, to this for movie. me and my gal. Gotcha. Because they were like, let's have this in for Gene. Oh, we can't have Gene. Let's keep let's it. Save it. Yeah. I will also say um, the when they decide to get married and, and as soon as they go get to the palace and they get like married and the trunk closes randomly, like right after they say it and they both look at it and laugh. I was like, oh, my God, that's foreshadowing. Oh, God, because the trunk Wait, was that get... was that what that was? Because I was just like, is it, was it was it like they were making a joke saying that they were having sex, but they weren't having sex? No, they just they they were going to get married once they, you know, performed at the palace. And then the trunk fell. The lid closed. I read it. I guess I read it with 2022 eyes. Right. Where they go and the trunk is blocking them. Uh-huh. So I thought it was them like kissing or like uh, okay. undressing or like doing it. And then the trunk closed to be like, nope, we're innocent. Ha! Oh, you know, I I knew I could... what was coming up. I knew what was coming up. So I, so I, I think you're, it, so... you're right. And I'm yeah. just dumb. <laughs> no, you just, you hadn't seen what, what the rest of the movie was, but I had that, that you know crippling scene <laughs> etched into my young 13 year old brain nice. all the way through so yeah all right let's get into sharp and flat shall okay. we sure sharp flat so in this section we're going to highlight some moments whether or not we talked about it mm-hmm. which i'm pretty sure we didn't talk a lot about this movie there's more stuff yeah there's so much but more. Th- but we got we got like broad strokes um if we liked it it's sharp and if we didn't like it or thought it could change it's flat can i go first with my sharps sure because there was that moment that you were talking about um the quips yeah the one i want to bring back and that i sharped was i bet you he takes a bow every time he hears a clap of thunder (laughs) because i i know you probably you know people like that and i know i know people like that so i'm like we need to bring this back yeah we need to bring this level of petty shade petty petty shade there was another good keenan win uh line that i wrote down that was like uh when when gene kelly was like oh you know his character was cripple and he's like i i I need to i need to perform blah 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 and uh keenan as the agent says it's your package you bought it and wrapped it up oh that's a good good that that's that's the same as like um you made your bed now lie in it now lie in it exactly exactly um i also just sharp judy i i need no reasons also uh i sharped what we talked about her break during after you've gone yep, the yep. the emotional breakdown that she had Agreed. 19 19 she like, already had so much depth so much depth because oh um over the rainbow i almost our friend lauren Gismondi said that once uh <laughs> wizard of oz that was 30 that was like four years ago four years prior yeah, to this prior, or something? yeah yeah at least making it yeah oh my god yeah um and then i my my final sharp is just the finale like that emotional ride that we go on because like i did it although i didn't really like his character i like that visual like this is what actually happened it happened again three years later at the end of world war ii where people were just and still happens to this day when people come home from 
their uh their tour or whatever return to normal but also you know the uh, appreciation for the for the sacrifices that they gave and that they survived and 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 yeah. they they have that emo oh my god the um <laughs> the videos of dogs reuniting with their oh, owners the after best. they're coming back oh it's the same it's the same it, it's all the same you know you're reconnecting yeah, with your loved ones it's also a release I also love the ones where cats just kind of go, "Oh, you came back, okay, whatever." Or like, or like <laughs> when when um, children are reunited with their parents. Oh, it's so because they're crying and I'm crying and everyone's crying and I'm not chopping onions, so I, I can't blame it on that. It's my emotional. Oh, I have emotions, I know. and that's why <laughs> that's why some of these old patriotic movies and you know, as propaganda as they are about about going off to war, is just very. You know, and musical music to me is always the the emotional, uh, <laughs> the emotional it's, bridge that can ma- easily make me cry if there's. It's music. just like heartwarming, just yeah. to be like, yes, this happens, and it yeah. still happens. Yep. It's unfortunate that it had to happen or has right. to happen, but exactly. Whenever yeah. the that reunion happens, it's mm-hmm. it's nice. Yeah. Uh, what are your sharps? Uh, obviously Judy after you've gone is absolutely gorgeous um I love uh I, or I appreciate George Murphy I, I was like okay you know he's solid he's he was the you know good solid best friend who doesn't actually get it and you get the girl in the end but we respect him uh for that um I also wanted to sharp uh Marta Egerth on her song do I love you and she has this ending with high pianissimo notes like she hit some beautiful high hard as f to sing (laughs) moments and i was like you go girl you are you know she's she's uh kind of in the same realm as jeanette mcdonald um she's pre-catherine grayson who would later on do like showboat and uh anchors away um it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of like um our stan of the pod uh audra mcdonald yeah yeah exactly but we she, love we love a good that, audra that, moment. that high that high you know waifish kind of voice with with some operetta styling into it but she and was the able fact to do movie musicals you know and the fact that marta did that on a moving train is amazing yeah. It was very quiet on that train. It was very quiet. It was a very quiet train. And, and the and piano didn't go out of tune, you know. Or, or move that much. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. It might have been a sound stage. Shh. What? What? How dare you? That only exists in Xanadu. Yes. Um, <laughs> yay. Um, do you want to talk about your flats? Oh, do you have any more sharps? Um, those are kind of the basic ones. You know and what? I love, I, the, for... I love the op- I love for me and my gal the song. It's, it's I was classic. About, I it's was about beautiful. to say I, for, I forgot. I forgot that and the dance break. The dance yeah. break is so nice. Yes, gorgeous. If it was under different circumstances, I think I would have loved it even more. I do. I will sharp it. I. I, I do you sharp it too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Great. Yeah. Okay. Flats. You ready? Yes. The daddy moment and oh, you beautiful doll. <laughs> Creepy. It's so. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't have the words to express how terrifying that yeah. was. <laughs> well, it's just so dehumanizing, you know, for any for any uh, human, let alone woman, you know. But yes. definitely, every any woman who's like, oh, this trope. I mean, that's what that's what's kind of everyone kind of rolls their eyes if you see anything kind of resembling 
that thing. And, and you know, American it's, Horror Stories also takes advantage of that trope. It's too. also very dehumanizing in a way or, or infantilizing her. Yeah. Oh, it's like oh, she's yeah. she's just 19. Right. Right. Yeah. Playing somebody who's probably in their 20s. She yeah. looks I mean, Judy Garland has an older presence. Mm hmm. So she looks like she's 23. Right. But she's 19. Right. And so even to infantilize a 19-year-old, yeah. like, oh. Uh, uh, uh. Um, I also flatted Harry Palmer. Okay. Yes. Especially not Gene his... Kelly. Not Gene. Not Gene Kelly. <laughs> yeah. The person that Richard Sherman, Fred Finkelhoff, and Sid Silvers, whoever was involved yeah. at creating the character... Harry Palmer. I wonder if Harry Palmer, the actual guy, watched this movie and went, "That's not me. Is that me? I don't want that to be me." No, because that be that became that was. You know what? I don't want to. I don't want to speak about movies before this, but like yeah. that became like a character type, right? Definitely, yeah. where it was like berate yeah. women until they succumb to you finally taking them out on a date, right? But usually they would learn something from and and suddenly, you know, the, yeah. the woman would teach them how to become human, basically. Uh, yeah. Um, and then my last flat is how they treat that French taxi driver. Oh yes, I wrote that down too. I was like, what the? You guys are Americans in France, and you guys basically stiff the taxi driver with a joke, you know. Because that's yeah. a little xenophobic. Yeah, yeah, and they were just laughing, and yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, my change! Where's my oh. change?" Here, I was kind. A... I was hoping that he gave them like an arcade token or something, just <laughs> no. because that that would be that would be like a better button to the joke <laughs> where it's like it's not even real money. So yeah, well, no, uh, I know. what were your flats? Okay, so Gene Kelly's creative dance introduction as a very creepy clown dancing clown oh that makeup was also that, terrifying he was terrifying i will say that i really enjoyed seeing some of his signature moves like he did the same uh basically do a plank and then bounce his way across the stage and back which he did in duberry was a lady um he did mm -hmm. he did a bunch of pinwheels and things like that and he did it in clown shoes so that's kind of impressive but oh my god i was maybe that's why also i didn't want to watch this movie again because it was just like gene what do you know oh god i know that 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 wasn't him we're not gonna blame him no, for that no this is but, this is weird role reversal that we're I doing know, right now i know i was like um so that was that was my flat where i was just like oh god no um i think I think I would have liked more um, more people of color in it, but the only I think there's like a porter, and then there's the um, Marta's uh, maid who has a couple of like oh both of them have like very not like nondescript lines. No, being no. like, do you want me to turn down? Do you yeah, do you exactly. want a drink? Exactly. Blah blah. blah. So yeah. um, and then just for my own psyche, just having gene kelly maim himself and cripple himself on on screen it was just not happy but like it had to happen i know it had to happen it had to happen uh would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist um definitely ball in the jack that's a good 
that's a good fun dance, you know, kind of song that you never, you never actually dance the dance. So you just sing about dancing. Mm -hmm. um, and then I love for me and my gal. And after you've gone, I think those, those three songs, I will, I, I could, I could put into some sort of uh, performance. Of my you own. know, I initially just wrote down for me and my gal, but I'm going to agree with you on the other two. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah, like the classic. Cause like, even while she has that emotional breakdown, the music does kind of go with it, but it's not that jarring. No, like if you're just listening to it, you're like, ah, this is when in the movie she will have the breakdown. Right. But like, it's still a nice song. It's yeah. still like, cause like, I think this is when they, they realized she had more of like a jazzy voice. No, mm. they realized that really with, um, uh, was Wizard of Oz, I believe. Mm. But like now we're settling in, and she's she can getting sell a, into she can sell a torch song, you know? Right. I mean, like D D Judy can sing anything. Yeah. But her voice has more of like that crooner mm -hmm. jazz style, and already that song was that. So when the break when the break happens, you're just like, oh, it still kind of fits. Yeah. Exactly. Good exactly. for you guys. Yeah. Um. And on that note, Sierra yeah we did another episode yeah we finished the trilogy of judy and gene judy and gene gene and judy yep a and g trilogy yeah the gene tree the gene tree the the judy we're not drunk i swear i swear no maybe a little who knows <laughs> we're drunk on power anyway uh sierra what do you have to plug or promote oh my goodness um well it's summer now um i might have a couple of things coming up with my uh vocal group what uh, what am i doing i'm doing just a bunch of uh little projects i might be doing a um a reading of a, a play with the american bard theater company in in beginning of october nice and um and come <laughs> it's coming up on us but come december i'll be singing with uh manhattan holiday carolers <gasps> we sing we sing in dickensian outfits uh and or you know cocktail blacks and and perform in business lobbies or holiday parties and and spread joy amongst amongst the the christmas spirits yes does marky five have anything else have any other um, sondheim no. dates or something we will be doing us uh, well is there a fourth we, album coming out oh my god i would love to no we will be doing sondheim unplugged on uh, october 30th which is the into sweeney todd's woods uh at 54 below <laughs> yes it's a mashup we don't we're not quite sure what we're singing but um and then we'll probably uh come up with a spring uh show if you have answers to questions that we asked during this episode you can email me at buttasongpod at gmail.com i'm also on facebook instagram twitter and tickety talk at buttasongpod what did you think of this movie? <laughs> I'll I'll see it every 25 years and that's probably about all I need to do. I'll remind myself, you know, another 25 years from now, so. Are you like Sierra where you have to like build up the energy and the brain momentum because you know that one scene that one moment is going to happen probably probably it's uh, now that I've seen it now it's it's a little it's the edge is taking a, taken a little off. So and I'm in, here. I'm I'm glad, I'm glad that we had this moment of reverse therapy. 
my turn. <laughs> it was bound to happen. Um, and if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, we're going to be talking about 13, the movie. Woo! The recent Netflix one. Hooray for numbers. Woo! Woo! Jason Robert Brown. Yay. Uh, so, Sierra, thank you so much for finishing off this trilogy with me. Yay. Starting you will be at the beginning. Starting, ending at the beginning, ending of course. Ending at the beginning. Starting at the end. Okay, I don't remember if you ranked them, but what out of the trilogy, mm-hmm. the the trilogy, rank them. Going from best to your favorite to your least favorite. Um, whatever reason, don't you don't need reasoning. Just it's got to be Summerstock Pirate for me, my gal. I think Summerstock is first, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Pirate and for me and my gal just share the same line. Interesting. Like, I think the Pirate is just beautiful to look at. Also, there's there's it's enough in so... both that I love and I don't love. And you don't so. see Gene Kelly's thighs in for me and my gal. You do but in the I Pirate. Think, I think, but like. Like, I think I'm okay with that. Oh, no, I can't. I can't. I would watch the pirate, like, over and over just to see his thighs. Mm, Okay. Well, thank you for this horny moment at the end of the episode. (laughs) This Uh, horny moment brought to you by by Gene Kelly's thighs. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening to us Descend into Madness. And uh, bye for now. Have a wonderful day. Woo! Woo! Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.